media, 90, believe it or not, it says about 95% of that building, renovated 95% of the building. Wow. The yes, the only thing stay original is the single. Uh, even the rafter, we have to pass or replace. Um, you know, the storefront was rotted out or termite damaged. Wow. Uh, most of around the building, even the stud was, most of them was rotted out. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. This season is all about our borrowers, the small businesses that have used JEDCO's loan programs to start up, grow, expand, renovate, and achieve the next level of success in Jefferson Parish and beyond. This week, we're excited to share an interview with Hugh Doan, the owner of Boyle Seafood House and Hugh Boyle Seafood House, which recently opened in the same location where his former restaurant, Namis, used to be. Boyle Seafood has been recognized nationally for its unique blend of Vietnamese and Cajun flavors. Hugh opened Boyle Seafood with help from Jedco. We've invited Jennifer Laparouse, Jedco's fantastic director of finance, to fill us in on the details of his project. Boyle Seafood House is a 504 loan. I was not the loan officer that um, initiated this loan. So this loan was in process when I started in 2017. It was a loan that we had gotten approved, but it hadn't funded yet. So that means it was the construction project was underway when I got here. Um, and as a responsible commercial loan officer, I went out to see the project. And I remember thinking, well, this is never going to get funded because it was like down to dirt floors. <laughs> and it's this great old building on Magazine Street, but it was piles of dirt when I and almost no walls. And I I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this this looks like it's a long ways away from anything. Um, but that was I would say in less than a year. Um, it went from mounds of dirt to a really an amazing restaurant. Um, if you haven't been inside of it, I would say take a look. Um, and I'm gonna let Hugh tell you the rest of his story. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You all will hear how Jennifer's team helped bring this project and many others to life throughout this season. Today on the show, Hugh and I talk about how his childhood informed his decision to own and operate restaurants, what it means for his restaurants to be accepted by the community and foodies from around the country, and how his businesses fared during the pandemic. If you're like me, you may leave this interview a little hungry. Enjoy. Well, Hugh, thank you so much for being on our show. We are so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. Let's kick things off a little bit with your history. You own Boyle Seafood House and the newly opened Hugh Boyle Seafood House. Tell us a little bit about these these restaurants. Well, this restaurant is um, Boyle Seafood House. We've been doing Boyle Seafood for basically almost all our life. Um, you know, since childhood, you know, we, you know, my, my parents would, you know, take us go, you know, catching crawfish and, and, and um, crabs. Um, you know, we will, you know, we come from a fisherman family. So, you know, we've been dealing with um, boiled seafood for, like I say, for the last, uh, as long as I remember, it's like, um, ever since I was probably four years old, that, uh, you know, we'll start 
like I said, we start picking coffees off the street and, um, you know, and then we'll catch when, you know, have traps and stuff like that and catch them too. You grew up in New Orleans or the New Orleans area, right? Yeah, in New Orleans East, called this side. Okay, I mean, your family is from Vietnam. My family from Vietnam. Um, okay. I was actually, I was born in Vietnam a couple months, a few months before we came to the States. Gotcha. And then, and then you ended up um, in the the New Orleans area. Have grown up around seafood your entire life, and now you have these these two restaurants. So, mm -hmm. did you always know that you wanted to own and operate your own restaurant? Was that always yeah. the dream, or did it just sort of happen? Well, <laughs> it just sort of happened because you know we used before we owned boil seafood. We my family owned you know carrots and seafood, the same location as Hugh boil seafood house right now and we've been at that location for 29 years doing boiled seafood it was you know my parents sell boiled seafood poor boys um you know gumbos and etouffees and um and then at the same time we have a little um convenience store type like in there um and then you know over a period of time parents was converted into a food um seafood um fresh we sell fresh seafood like redfish speckle trout um catfish and, and things like that even oyster you know fresh oyster and all after so that that location which is now hue was mm -hmm. namis for a, a period of time and did i say that correctly namis? yeah it was it was for uh, six years um yeah it was six years until or six and a half years until the pandemic hit Okay, so tell tell us a little bit about Namis because that is, was that also seafood or that was a little bit different, right? It, it's a Vietnamese restaurant. It's a Vietnamese cuisine um, with um, with some New Orleans uh, influence um, to the dishes. Like, you know, um, one dish that we have, like, uh, we call it crabby rice. And Vietnamese call Kurang Moi, which is... Uh, we incorporate that dish is from blue crab here locally is that we was growing up um, as a fisherman. We catch that and we, you know, we stir fry them. Um, but, you know, we had, end up being able to um, break down the dish and uh, bring the dish back up without, you know, um, picking up the um, crab meat off the, you know, the shell. Um, so it was like mainly crab lumps and, and things like that where we was, you know, was in the dishes. Um, yeah, we is um, it's a Vietnamese restaurant that we very proud proud to have. We'll you know hopefully one day we would like to reopen that that restaurant. And so, yeah. I, and we'll talk about that in just a minute because I know so many small businesses have been impacted by the pandemic. But there was the Carrollton Seafood, and then mm -hmm. you turned it into Namis. What made you want to do that? Was there just like this, uh, you know, what was the desire behind that? What made you want to suddenly be become the chef of this kind of restaurant? Well, you know, when we, uh, uh, you know, at the time we moved, I moved around quite a bit and, um, you know, was chasing money after at a young age, you know, and when um, family want me to stay home, and um, we decided if I will stay home, take over the family business, we, and, you know, we'll decide to change our direction into, you know, um, more of food service restaurant than just takeout and, you know, um, and, you know, seafood, we still have a passion. We still do that at home and we still go fishing and shrimping and all, but uh, mom's always, you know, the cooking for at home every Sunday. 
And um, mom was like, my mom and sister was like, hey, um, let's let's do it. I mean, and then we'll, you know, we changed, we renovate the restaurant. Um, it's time for a facelift mm-hmm. anyway. So we just thought, go ahead and and uh, give us a facelift, give, you know, the, the community um, a nice Vietnamese restaurant to go to. Yeah, it worked out really well. You know? Yeah, people loved that restaurant. If I if I know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard so many good things about that place and, um, you know, it was very popular up mm-hmm. until the pandemic hit. Yeah. What happened? Well, you know, the protein that we use, we couldn't get our hands on it. Um, you know, for instance, filet mignon, we use um, one of the main protein is a filet mignon that we use for steak and fur. We use for steak and beef. Um, we use it um, a lot of different dishes out of the protein. And we couldn't get our hands on it because, mm-hmm. you know, there was either we can't get it or it's 30% increase on price. So expensive, yeah. So expensive. We sell our bowl, it's $14 bowl for and you know, imagine adding thirty percent to a fourteen dollar bowl of pho. Now we're looking at seventeen, eighteen dollars for a bowl of pho. Now average bowl of pho in New Orleans is going around ten, eleven, and twelve dollars. And because we use the the protein that we use, we'll be able to most of the millennials, the our age, that recognize what kind of protein we use, and people know, hey, I will, I will willing to pay for that because we're using great products. Um, but you know, at seventeen or eighteen dollars worth, of, it's it's hard to, you know, the people be able to afford for lunch. Yeah, that's yeah, that's difficult. You had to close your doors uh, for for a period of time, but in the meantime, you had, and this was before the pandemic hit. Uh, Boyle's been open for a little bit, but you had opened Boyle Seafood House on Magazine Street a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and that yeah. restaurant was doing quite well pretty much from the start, but then also in the midst of the pandemic, huh? Yeah, yeah, we'd be able to sauce our seafood out price-wise, um, especially if we're in a, you know, a, a fishing uh, industry um, from a family, come from, from shrimping and, you know, friends and family still going, you know, still a lot of friends going, going shrimping. Family, not so much, um, but we still be able to sauce some of those seafood, especially the shrimp to get, you know, a decent price and to hold on, you know, the, even though the pandemic, it was, seafood wasn't affect as bad as the, you know, the pro, the beef. So, um, so we built, you know, this boil was doing fine um, at when the pandemic was, do, was, was going on. It did, we did get a hit, a toe on, on the restaurant, which is, you know, with, you know, we couldn't, no, can't dine in, but, um, you know, food cost wise, um, it was working out for us. I, I want to make sure that our listeners know, can you tell us a little bit about the concept behind boil seafood? Because that that is, that's different than what Namise was. It's more of that seafood vein that you kind of grew up with, right? You know, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's still traditional. Um, we're still boil, soak, you know, I'll, just, I'll give you an instance of crawfish. You know, craw- crawfish is, we're still, boil them uh, and then soak them soak you know so, so they get all the flavor in and then we'll toss it with with flavor additional flavor like garlic butters and um you know more cajun or more um a blend of um cajun caribbean and uh, garlic butter that we call boil how 
flavor. Um, people, everyone start, you know, accepting it now. Um, when we first opened, we have mixed reviews, um, you know, cause especially you know, I'm from New Orleans and even when my first time, try, you know, try a dish like that, hey, hey, this is not New Orleans style, you know? Um, but, you know, a year later, um, New Orleans start to accept it. Yeah. And, and it start taking off and it, you know, um, you know, thank God it, it worked out good for us. Yeah, that's amazing. I actually had read an article. I've read lots of articles about Boyle over the past couple of years. Um, and I, I know that there were some national publications that had even featured Boyle. Uh, I, I think it was Condé Nast, maybe, that had said that, like, if you're coming to New Orleans, you've got to try Vietnamese food. And Boyle was on that list, which is so cool. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, Namis and Boyle um, gained a lot of traction. Um, we was... There was the article on Time about you know about Namese too, um, Time magazine and wow. you know it's um, you know Associated Press. Um, we was you know we we getting a lot of publicity, um, you know during that time and then was you know we and when we was transitioning with the new boy also um, a lot of you know New Orleans not just New Orleans but across. Uh, the country was seeing what Vietnamese culture was moving towards, and um, yeah, we 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 did great. We did great, and um, you know, thank you know th again, thank God for that. You know. Yeah. Well, what is that like for you? You uh, you get all this, you know, you you launch these restaurants, and then you're getting all of this amazing publicity. I, I mean, what does that feel like to sort of be doing something that is? so near and dear to your heart and then knowing that people are really excited about it. Well, uh, to, to me, it's just being humble, um, treat, you know, treat everyone, our staff, our team, right. Um, take care of each other. I think uh, the people will take care of you. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's what I believe in. I believe in New Orleans. As long as we take, do our part, give back. And um, I think, you know, it's, people will help us out and, and you, know, you know, give us a hand. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really great. So you took this concept that was doing so well on Magazine Street and you brought it to the Namis location when you had to shutter Namis because of the prices. And that mm -hmm. is called Hugh Seafood Boil House, which opened yeah. earlier this year. So how has that business been doing since the launch at the new location? They've been doing good. They've been doing good. And, and again, um, you know, each area um, start to um, accept us because you know Magazine Street is a little bit different than Miss City or Uptown is a little bit different and once we introduce that to different areas people start to hey try it out and still a little bit mixed reviews and all but you know I, I know for you know down the road you know six months or a year from now people start to accept us there um, you know, and, and I, I think we'll do great there. Mm -hmm. um, well, we have to talk about your SBA 504 loan with Jedco because that is how you renovated and opened Boyle uh, Seafood yep. House. So can, mm -hmm. can you tell us how you heard about Jedco? I know it's been a little while now, but. <laughs> Jedco was referred to one of our bankers, uh, which is close, uh, a friend of mine now, to Chase. Um, recommend us, hey, let's do a 504 loan through uh, Jetco. Uh, we were 
was blessed. We was, um, you know, we didn't know what to do, how we don't get finance, and um, Shaco um, helped us out big time. Um, that's how we become where we're at today. I love that. That's always really nice to hear. Um, and you used that loan, if I recall correctly. So I live, I actually live uptown and I remember driving by that Magazine mm -hmm. Street location while it was being renovated. And you used the loan to renovate that that location, right? Was that um, yep. to purchase and renovate or was it a yeah, mix we, of things? Yeah, we purchased and renovated. We did 90, believe it or not, it's just about 95% of that building, renovated 95% of the building. Wow. The yes, the only thing stay original is the single. Uh, even the rafter, we have to pass or replace. Um, you know, the storefront was rotted out or termite damage. Wow. Uh, most of around the building, even the stud was, most of them was rotted out. Inside, half the one fourth of the building half concrete foundation that the three fourth of the building does this was on dirt <laughs> um so we have to do a whole entire floor there too and the staircase i mean like i say it was like 95 percent of the building we have to work on wow so that loan was a tremendous tremendous uh assistance in in being able to renovate that property oh yes oh yes um you know without the loan we we wouldn't be able to renovate that building I always like to talk about this with our, our borrowers because what Jedco does is so, you know, is so impactful in so many ways in that with these loan programs that we offer, we're giving business owners an opportunity to, to do something they, they truly might not have been able to do without our support. And that's something we always like to share with, with folks who don't know much about us. And so we love having people like you on our show to talk about, you know, that process. Yeah, it's uh you know the process for 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 me was painless because you know we help you guys help us out you know doing the process as so as our banker it was really painless for us um you know as long as um you know we do our port what we say tax returns and and things like that that properly files and um not you know and it's showing that that we file properly with our tax mm -hmm. that we should have any problem. You know, when I was growing up, my parents tried to get, you know, finance and a lot of time was they having difficulty because mm -hmm. they wasn't properly filed for some reason. And it was take a lot longer and processes. But when we, when I filed with you guys and it was painless for us. I love to hear that. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, and you know, I love that you talk so much about your family too, and sort of this legacy of the business. What do your What does your family think about your 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 businesses that you own? I mean, seeing that you're carrying out this tradition, the Vietnamese tradition, and having these different um, restaurants that have been so well received. Um, what do people in your family feel about that? Are they excited? Well, they love oh, it. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> very excited and proud. Um, you know, till these days, um, they still want to open back Namis back up. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they're still on top of our mind and heads like, hey, I think soon this pandemic is over. Um, you know, they I, I believe they would love to find a location. Um we, but this time we would love to purchase instead of leasing. You know, when we do a renovation, you know, we uh, we out hard-earned money um, put it into real estate that is not ours 
Mm. Um, and then, you know, it's like when we want to leave back for a family or, you know, kids down the road that they have a sense of belonging that they own something. Um, you know, vice versa that we have to lease and then you push so much work in and at the end of the day, it's not ours. Every time we get together, we'll talk about dummies. Um, Not a single week that the subject doesn't come back up that, hey, you guys should open back up. You, you know, hey, you know, that someone missing the food. Even I'm missing the food. Mom's starting to retire. She doesn't cook at home as much, but um, we all love to have you know, that the restaurant up one day and, you know, stop craving for, you know, Vietnamese food. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, I really do hope that that happens for you. And I, I love the yeah. idea that, you know, you want to be able to leave a legacy for your children who would want to get into the family business too, and have yeah. a space that is owned by, you know, your family. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I just have a couple more questions and I'm going to just breeze through them here real quick, but yeah. I want to, what is your favorite part about the work that you do? Why is this so near and dear to you? Um, be able to help um, create jobs. That's one thing. Um, okay. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that. Currently right now between two restaurants, we have over 75 employees. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep, and uh, you know we I've been creating jobs uh, for a long time. I know, you know, um, but that is my main thing is create jobs, not just for myself, but for my family and the community. That is a huge. I love that you say that because that is such a huge piece of the economy is job creation and mm -hmm. giving people an opportunity to go to work. I mean, especially during yeah. this period of time during the pandemic, that there that you had jobs available for your for your employees is just wonderful, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that people could go to work during this time is is really important. So I, I love to hear that. What business advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs? Well, you gotta have a vision. You, know, you gotta dream a little bit. Yeah, I have to dream. Um, this is my saying all my life and I'm saying to any entrepreneur out there, if you don't dream, you gonna work for another man's dream. Mm -hmm. So dream a little and go after your dream. Um, you know, execute your dream and, you know, one step at a time, you will get there. That's like great advice. Um, I think everybody should have a dream. I love that so much. What is one of your proudest business moments? When the project is done. One, one you know, just give an example, um, you know, Boyle on Magazine Street, you know, was the building was in poor shape. When we finish renovate that building, um, the Garden District Association recognized my work. Um, they give me a renovator um, renovation awards for the Garden District, wow. and yeah, yeah, and um, because that, the building is staying out now, that actually improve the community. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's one of the moments that, you know, we be proud of our work. It was uh, over a year of renovation, mm -hmm. um, deal, dealing with, you know, um, historic district, district landmark commissioner, uh, HDLC in New Orleans. Um, and, um, you know, they, they, they help us out, you know, a lot. Yeah. And um, working with them was, uh, was great. So those, those are, the, you know, the proud moments that you know, we, we renovate that, um, same time, not me, when we renovate that too, it was, uh, when it was done, you know, it was a real good feeling. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. 
Um, you know, I want to also talk about you just briefly. I mean, you're you're running a business. Um, you're you're cooking too, right? Are you cooking? Not much like I used to. Not like um, yes, you're we're running. Still, we're running the business. <laughs> um, you know, either I always say either you running, you you know, you working on a business or you work in the business. Mm. Um, you know, if you're being a cook, then you can kind of hard to actually run and grow a business because you don't have time to do it. Um, you got got to learn to give up something. Um, like I always say to myself and all my staff, um, you want to grow, you got to find a way to give up your position so the next guy can grow, um, next guy up, right? Yeah. Um, I have to learn up to give my position uh, as a cook at an early age for, so for me to step back to manage mm-hmm. and to grow the business. But if I was keep on cooking, I couldn't be able to manage the business. Gotcha. So you're managing the business and you're, it sounds like you are at the locations almost, I mean, every day and that you're there late, right? I mean, I yeah, remember yeah. you talking to me about, you know, you yeah. have late nights and I mean, that's yeah. how, how do you juggle all of that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just got a time, um, you know, um, work out schedule wisely and, you know, balance between works and family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's part of work. I mean, I'm, 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 I think I'm a walk up workaholic, but, um, you know, same time is, um, I'm, I'm learning to give up my position to, to get more freedom Yeah. and, um, for, for my family. Yeah. Um, it, it's working out, you know, it's slowly, but surely. What is your favorite thing on, uh, the menu? <laughs> right now is, uh, char grilled Dungeness crab. Ooh. Um, then we just came up with a platter called Chagra Dungeness Crab Platter. Come with, um, you know, it's basically, it's just like similar to Chag- New Orleans Chagra Oyster, right? Um, it's one of our very popular dishes too. Um, but we work with Chagra Dungeness Crab and then the platter come with, you know, saute um, sh- shrimp with it, come with corn and potatoes and is taken off really, really well for us. Um, one of our main dish that our restaurant known for is um, the bucket, the seafood bucket. With um, some of them, uh, one of the buckets called the Taste of New Orleans with uh, crawfish, boy crawfish and boy shrimp. The case, I'm sorry, the Taste of New Orleans is boy shrimp, boy crab, and boy crawfish. Yum. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Cajun classic is a shrimp and and crawfish and you know we have the shack come with snow crab too oh. um, we have the house come with you know sn- snow crab and shrimp and you know it's a little bit more and then we have the feast that come with um, lobster as um, you know we have a blend of a little bit of everything from northeast to Maine to Canada, you know? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It makes with New Orleans flavor. Now I'm super hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be time for lunch here. So yeah. um, I am so appreciative of your time. I have really enjoyed this conversation and I thoroughly enjoy and encourage everybody to get out there and try um, Boyle Seafood House and Hugh Boyle Seafood House. Um, yeah. And and hopefully one day um, Namise too will be back open and we'll, um, we'll be, we'll be celebrating that too. So uh, thank great. you so much for, for being here and um, we appreciate you. It's been nice talking. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. 
A special thanks to Hugh for taking time out of his incredibly busy schedule to be on the show. In case you are craving Viet Cajun seafood, we've got you covered. We will share links to Boyle Seafood House and Hugh Boyle Seafood House in our show notes, so you can check out these great restaurants for yourselves. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our podcast, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. I absolutely love to hear from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.